This is a quick disclaimer. Although the Wise Investor is trying to educate people on personal finance, what we talk about on the show is not actually financial advice for your personal and unique situation. Before trying to do anything with your money, always consult a professional. Hey, this is Anthony. And I'm Sal. And you're listening to the Wise Investor Podcast, where we help Canadians become more financially literate one post at a time. This is what they did not teach you in school. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of What They Did Not Teach You in School. Today, we have Sal Longo and a very special guest of ours, Tim Hudak, joining us. Um, he's the CEO of Aria. We're going to dive more into what exactly that means as we go. Tim, thanks for being aboard. Good Thank to you, see you, Tim. Anthony. Good to see you, Sal. Thanks for coming to the Aria HQ. Yes, Thanks Aria for the Wise HQ. Investor Podcast. <laughs> we are excited. And what you didn't learn in school. Sorry, I blew that right out of the game. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That. So, yeah, that is the truth. It's uh, Sal and I started this podcast probably, uh, I, well, podcast about eight months to a year ago yeah. because we realized that a lot of the things that we know as financial professionals, like advisors and whatnot, they don't teach us that in school. So they don't teach us how to do taxes, how to invest your money, how to do your mortgages, insurance buy real estate, which is very daunting for a lot of millennials. Our main audience are millennials. So I know you have a couple initiatives and things that we saw you speak about, I think it was a month ago when you were at North Group. That's right. Yeah. Yep. One of our clients is the head realtor there, Amy, and you were there. Nice. Is she a millennial? She looks like she would classify she, as she's millennial. Pretty, she's, classify. she's a millennial. Yeah, I, think she, yeah. I think she does. She gets the cutoff. Yeah, I think yeah. she does. She gets yeah, it. So, <laughs> so we saw we saw Tim speak, and he was talking about how difficult it is for millennials to purchase houses in Toronto nowadays or places to live. Pretty well anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Toronto, that, for sure. And that's the truth. So I reached out to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Get your insights. It's going to be very valuable. Before we get started, just want to say today's episode sponsored by KSM, King Street Media. Uh, thank you so much. If you need any websites, digital marketing, that sort of stuff, hit up King Street Media, kingstreetmedia.ca. <laughs> Shameless plug for them. Good name, King Street Media. <laughs> they, are, they are the bomb. They are the bomb. They help us with all of our media. So that's where these both guys come from. Uh, so before we get started, I just always like to learn a little bit more about our guests that we have on. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I was researching you late at night last night. Yeah, uh, nice... it was you. I it noticed somebody was stalking me yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Checking, your, checking you out yeah. on Google, reading yeah. your Wikipedia in uh-huh. detail. Don't believe a word. Yeah, I wonder, how do you get a Wikipedia? Is that like something you pay for? Did these people over here help you with that? No, I've been around a little yeah. bit. I, I got a wick. I got yeah. a record. All right, all right. Yeah, the good, bad, Quite. and the ugly. You know, it's funny, my daughter uh, Miller, who just turned 11, because mm-hmm. that's in politics. We talk about far back or whatever that you like. That was in politics for 21 years. I got elected in 95. Wow. And I can see, Anthony, you're doing the math. Yeah, I got elected when I was 10 years old. I was just about to bring <laughs> it up. I was like, Tim Hudak is one of our oldest guests on The yeah, Wise Investor. There you go. So he's got some wisdom to shed, to shed for us. <laughs> oldest guest. So Tomorrow is my birthday, by the way. Is it? Tomorrow that, is my birthday. You saw that. I, you guys are wicked stalkers. <laughs> I was going to say the Where's happy the birthday wish to the end. But. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then how, you call me the oldest guest you have. How old am I? I'm turning what age tomorrow? 51. 
I oh, believe. Oh, you looked it up. Uh, like, wow. See, you're supposed to charm. Oh, not a day age. over 45. <laughs> For guys, though, says. you get better. You know, you get better with age. It's wisdom. You know, you've That's got more what I try days to on this earth. It's say. an accomplishment. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you a quick story I got off. So um, my daughter, Miller, uh, 11, so she was born when I was uh, in politics, obviously. She grew up when I was leader of the Progressive Conservative Party here in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And then I retired from politics and, and joined the Ontario Real Estate Association in 2016. Right. So last couple of years. So I said to Miller one day, because I see her more, I can go to her soccer games, I go watch her swimming, I see her on the weekends That's instead of <laughs> doing the circuit. So I said, Miller, do you like it better that now that daddy's at Aria, or do you like it better that daddy was in politics? And she said, I liked it better when you're in politics. Why is that? Why so? <laughs> so I think she doesn't want to see me. Or... <laughs> and she said, because I was on TV and I'm the only one in my class who's on Google. Oh, my wow. friends aren't on Google. So there we are. So That's she's you... on the Google, and I'm on the Wikipedia. <laughs> the yeah, Google I mean, look, I, the Wikipedia. <laughs> 21 years in uh, in public life as an elected official, and and now I think with one of the you know highest profile professional associations yeah. as CEO for Ontario, 70,000 realtors in the province on a big issue, right? Mm -hmm. Home ownership in the province of Ontario. Any conversation is five minutes from marijuana and seven minutes from real estate in Ontario <laughs> these days. So <laughs> that's how you get a Wikipedia. Yeah, there we go. Okay. And uh, I wanted to ask, what does your day-to-day -day look like as uh, the CEO at Aurea? And also, because you still, you said you're not on the circuit anymore, but I still see you going around to different people doing doing talks and whatnot. So what does your day-to-day -day look well, like Well, that's, that's a good question, Anthony. So my, my day will vary. Sometimes I'm here. Our area office uh, is uh, Don Mills and York Mills in the northern part of Toronto. But we are made up of, as I mentioned, 70,000 plus realtors across Ontario. Mm -hmm. And we're divided up into 38 different member boards. So geographically. So what I try to do, I... My philosophy in, in my old job and remains the same in my new one. You're like this because I've seen you guys out and around. You got to get out and meet people. You got to talk. Yep. You got to hear the word on the street, and you have to understand what the issues are because the Toronto market is a heck of a lot different from the Timmins market or the Ottawa market. You got to stay in touch. Very true. And you and just for our audience who maybe has never heard of Aria before because they're not in the game or whatever, what exactly? Is what does that stand for, and what are their roles and responsibilities in Ontario? Yeah, it's a cookie. It's a black on the top and the bottom, a little white cream in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes That's around what everyone is thinking. St. Patrick's Day is green. Um, so the Ontario Real Estate Association. So we represent the realtors in the province and our member boards. You know, and at our core is to make sure we stand up for our members, for homeowners, and so many people who want to experience that joy of owning a place of their own. Uh -huh. And there's no doubt that when you talk to millennials, you talk to their moms and dads, that is the heartache that so many of them go through on a daily basis. Like you gentlemen, you've done well, you're in your profession, you're getting promoted, making more money, but you want to have a place to call home and it's getting awfully difficult. Uh -huh. That's part, a big part of our mission. And okay, That's we're fantastic. gonna talk more about that in a second. So how did you get to this like what, what made you want to leave politics one and then what made you want to become a part of, you know, trying to move things when it comes to real estate in Ontario as opposed to other things? Well, was I lost. I lost the election. <laughs> that was we, something uh, of interest. I, I had four million people that voted for me, but I needed four million four hundred and three. That's yeah. what I needed Damn. to get passed over <laughs> that uh, that post. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved um, the opportunity to serve the people of Niagara as a representative for Niagara, my hometown for anybody watching the podcast, Fort Erie is where I was born and raised, right on the border with Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. And now my home there is in a town called Wellenport in the west part of Niagara. So it was a tremendous uh, honor. And I had the 
opportunity to serve as a cabinet minister. I'll give a bit of a clue here to where the path went. I was the minister under uh, Premier Eves for Consumer and Business Services. That's the ministry that regulates real estate in the province of Ontario. I see. Uh, then I was uh, leader of the Conservative Party, and then after 2014, when uh, people did not, ch not enough people chose me uh, to be premier, I said, <laughs> I didn't want to be a lifer in politics. I had um, enjoyed it, made a difference, uh -huh. risen to the number two job, but it was time to move on. And I thought, you know, what will I get out of bed every morning excited to do? What will I hit my first drive thinking, okay, I'm looking forward to work because we're fighting for something that really pulls at my heart. So true. And it so happened that the uh, longtime and respected CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association, Ed Barisa, was retiring. And I said, I'll throw my hat in the ring. As I mentioned, I had been the minister responsible at one point of time. I was a minister that brought through the foundational legislation, which is called the Real Estate Business Brokers Act, or REBA. And I always had a lot of pro-home ownership policies in my platform as leader. I mm -hmm. did that because, you know, Anthony and Sal, I remember when I got my first home, it, it changed me as a man. I, I cared more about my neighbors. I cared more about my property. I got more involved in the community. So I was very motivated to give a tryout for this job. And the realtors around the table in the hiring committee, they picked me and it's been fantastic since then. That sounds that sounds amazing. One thing just out of my own curiosity is what's the difference between that position when you were in politics doing the regulations for real estate and Aurea right now? Is it mainly like the that because you represent realtors or what is the so, big difference? so two big points of difference as a as a minister responsible, you need to weigh all sides of the argument. So certainly the Ontario Real Estate Association was like the key stakeholder, mm -hmm. but there would be others interested in real estate like your profession as well. Mm -hmm. So your job as a minister is to get advice from all sides, from the general public. If they're interested, then you bring legislation into the legisl into the house and you hope the other parties support it. Or if they don't support it, do they have any positive changes that you can make? I will say that back in 2002, when this bill came through, we did have support from the Ontario Liberal Party and the New Democrats. So that mm -hmm. was, was really good. The difference, Anthony, now as the CEO for RIA, well, I want to make sure that we are the number one you know, person at the table. You can't make a difference unless you're at the table, you do your homework, you're respected, and you have sensible advice for government. Yeah. So now I'm speaking for an important part of the industry. But I will say this as well. I don't think there's anybody out there next to Ontario Realtors who are advocating for homeowners and people who desperately want to become homeowners. Well, that is we're the on truth. their side and we're making a lot of progress. Okay, so um, moving on because a lot, again, the majority of our following are millennials in the GTA Toronto area. So we'll be talking a lot about, the, about <coughs> Toronto in particular, even though I know your role spans across all of Ontario. But um, what do you think is the biggest obstacle right now for millennials trying to get their first, you know, foot in the door when it comes to either purchasing a condo or a house or any kind of real estate? Yeah, I mean, too many people chasing too few homes. We have more people who want to live, particularly in the greater Toronto and Hamilton area, but mm -hmm. Ontario as a whole, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Whether that's immigrants, whether that's people coming from other parts of Canada because our economy is relatively stronger and a big wave of millennials who want to escape mom and dad's basement. Absolutely. Right? Parents yeah. love them. They love having them there, but they're like, you know, all right, Sal, Anthony, maybe it's time to move on. I hear yeah. you. I hear so you. That, so that's a good problem to have. You know, more demand, that's a good problem to have, but we have not kept up with supply. Whether that's condos or detached housing or something they call the missing middle, supply has fallen behind. And you gentlemen know from your strong financial planner background mm -hmm. 
when demand goes up and supply is restricted, that means prices go up. Right. And that great Canadian dream, sadly, is slipping out of reach for too many people, particularly your generation. That not that a little bit of a balancing act, too? Because you don't want too much supply. So how do you try and make sure that it's that good, healthy medium that prices don't get too cheap or there's like a big real estate correction and prices don't get out of hand where no one can afford housing in Toronto. For sure. You want to make sure that housing supply, you know, approximates the growth of household formation in the province to use a, an economics term. So there will always be, if there's more people coming in, say a 10% increase, well, hopefully we'll have a similar increase mm-hmm. in housing yeah, opportunities. Yeah. And again, whether that's ownership or rental, the truth is that most of us in life do both. We usually started as renters, we own and maybe Later in life, you go back to renting again. But here's a point to illustrate how far off we got. Despite that big demand that we just talked about, in 2016, just two years ago, we built half as many homes as 10 years prior in 2006. And why was that? Largely because government, I believe, was well-intentioned, but they swung the pendulum too far in restricting land supply, in creating a lot more of regulation, costs, and delays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now if you're trying to build, for example, a new neighborhood, it can take 10 to 12 years to do so. Wow. That's a significant change. Speaking speaking on the point of, you know, home ownership, we have a lot of clients, you know, being millennials ourselves and whatnot, we have a lot of clients that, you know, they want to get into the market. And it almost seems that, you know, even though the market's kind of cooled a little bit, you know, due to increases in mortgage rates and and certain legislations with um, uh, with getting uh, mortgage stress tests and whatnot, it seems as though just because the market's cooling doesn't necessarily mean that you know uh, millennials are being able to get into the market. So we wanted to kind of learn about. We know you have some initiatives that are really cool. You spoke about when we heard your presentation at North Group, but we wanted to learn a little bit about the uh, Keep the Dream Alive initiative and and how that's going to support, you know, our fellow millennials in getting into the market of home ownership. So. Yeah, Sal, I appreciate that. I mean, we described the problem really well, so what's the solution? Mm-hmm. And basically, we need our public decision makers in government at all levels to focus on fixing the issue and helping home ownership <laughs> get back within reach of the middle class. You know, for the first time in Canada's history, this this shocked me. First time since John McDonald was prime minister, home ownership has slipped. It was always a great success story. Talked about a strengthening middle class, a great part of Canada, that you could get a home, you'd do better than your parents did. For the first time ever, that's actually gone down in 151 years of our great country. It's yeah, crazy. Because wow. when they hear that, uh, millennials, is uh, it's becoming harder and harder, particularly for millennials, to purchase, the, to purchase houses. So It's historic. And, you know, there are... The major choice for millennials right now, and I'm talking up to 35 years of, of age, too, I'm not just talking early 20s, mm-hmm. is living at home with mom and dad. And that has not happened since the <laughs> days of Little House in the Prairie. You probably won't get that reference, that more of a 70s reference, but it's the one that comes to my mind. That affects your Bumble profile as well. So uh, there you go. So what So what do you do? I, I, um, uh, Sal, uh, Sal is kind enough to ask, well, keep the dream alive. So for those watching, keepthedreamalive.ca go there because it enables you to see the background on the issue, but most importantly, to communicate with elected officials at the provincial level that you got to take action. You got to speed up the housing process. You got to reduce the rules and regulations that don't make sense anymore. So we get more housing supply. So get more supply in the market and also reduce the tax burden. 
because mm -hmm. that land transfer tax particularly is killer, hmm. particularly in the city of Toronto. To date, Anthony, we've had 20,000 uh, emails sent to MPPs. You can also go on social media and send them a message. And trust me, having been there for a long time, they read them. They will be concerned about this. If people we get that front and center, we get wonder change. that. Do they actually read all those letters and yeah. the things they, use, they sent to elected officials? You know, we could probably do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> but if you do like a form letter and you send it to everybody out there, no, they'll think you're some kind of joker. You really don't care. If you personalize it and you send it to your individual mm -hmm. MPP and they say, you know, Anthony, I, I live in Stephen Lecce's riding. Mr. Lecce, congratulations yep. on your election. I'm really excited about this. Um, you've said the right things about home ownership. I would really like to see something happen so I'll have a chance to live in York Region, right? Mm -hmm. Those types of messages or quick ones on social media do catch your attention. Trust me, I've been there. We want to do one quick part of the podcast right now on uh, some tips and tricks for millennials in order to purchase their first house. Um, and Sal, jump into this as well. Sure. And if you have any uh, points, you could add as well. But we'll just start it off by saying that if you are a millennial looking to purchase your first house, where you want to get started is creating a plan in which you figure out how much money you need as a down payment and in order to get a mortgage that you can afford so that you have an idea of what kind of price that you can afford. Then some other tips along with saving for that is using the first time home buyer plan through your RRSP, um, which is really big. You could put up to $25,000 into your RSP, um, get, get the tax savings on that, and then you could actually take it out tax-free in order to use it for your down payment on your first house. It's a big one for millennials because let's say someone's sitting on $60,000, they put 25K of that into an RSP, they could get what depending six, their marginal yeah. tax bracket right they, we've seen you know up to five six grand back on yeah. your return which will get you to home ownership a lot sooner right uh, on that point i also want to mention for a lot of people looking at purchasing a property you know when you're thinking of arbitrary numbers like six hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand people don't really know what that means and if they're going to be able to afford it so you want to you want to work with a mortgage broker or your local bank to start getting a pre-approval done because Definitely. the pre-approval will tell you how much of a down payment you need. At least that'll give you a basis as to, you know, that's my savings goal, whether the market, you know, stays flat or goes up a little bit, at least you have a better understanding of how you're going to get there. Nothing is worse than someone falling in love with a house before doing a pre-approval <laughs> and then coming to me, trying <laughs> to find a way before. to grab money together <laughs> in order to be able to afford the mortgage, right? Absolutely. Um, any tips that you may have for millennials looking to purchase a house out there, resources or anything like that? Start early, right? Um, mm -hmm. So true. You know, uh, we don't do enough of this in our schools. We don't talk about sound financial practices. Uh, I remember going to University of Western Ontario and getting my first credit card. I thought, hey, free money, right? <laughs> this that, is pretty good. Was it, uh, was it a, a great party school back then as well? It was. I was in Soggy Maitland uh, residence, and right. my, my nephew, my godson, is there now. All right. Wow, sent nice. me a picture of him. The room has not changed since 1985, uh, wow. nor has the environment, I 1985, don't think. 1985, we were a mere, we were, we were mere thought in, in the You're like in the rubbing universe. this in, eh? <laughs> Holy smokes, you took the one shot, now you're back. I think if you're doing business, do it with Sal. I think he's the, the nicer guy. I there take, you have I it. There it. you um, have it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, sound financial planning from the beginning, the, the benefit of the of compound interest putting some money away in your late teens and early 20s which makes buying the house down the road so true so much easier very Absolutely. true as soon as you get your first job start sacking some money away so an interesting question that it's a it's something that people come to me a lot about like some people that are my friends that have either gone to new york or london or china or california to work 
and they they there's been this phenomenon that's happened over there where real estate prices have gotten so high because they're an international city that really a lot of locals particularly in like san francisco got pushed out of the city and now they're living in these kind of suburbs on the outside and a lot of torontonian people have been going to you know where they've been going to bradford or they've been going out east to like burlington and stuff like that and it seems like that's in an inevitable effect that will happen as toronto becomes more of an international player do you think that that's going to be the case with toronto because toronto's still such a young city and as it becomes more and more of a big player on the world stage maybe it just it's it's happened everywhere else is it in is it something that we can avoid in toronto as well yeah let me let me talk about this in the in the small picture and the big picture on the small you know personal picture uh, i just want to always give that advice that you, you've got to work with a trained professional in realtor and financial planner like you don't want to screw around with what's going to be the biggest investment you're going to make in your life mm-hmm. right so you want to make sure you've got the best advice on how to plan it out financially and then from our members who knows what's happening in the neighborhood, where our price is going, they're going to give you good strategies on negotiations and such. Right. You don't want to mess around and overpay, or if you're selling, leave a lot of money on the table. And that's why we've seen in the States, for example, as technology has improved, more information coming to consumers, the use of a realtor has increased because it's increasingly complex, increasingly expensive, and if you blow it, you're going to lose out on a lot of money. So use that's a professional. True. I've talked about how realtors are helping in the public affairs debate. That's how they help on a day-to-day basis with average folks watching right now. Um, to your question, uh, Anthony, on the transportation uh, and side, look, uh, the reality is that um, urban areas will become intensified. I'm very bullish. I think that the real estate market is going to continue to do well in this area because a lot of people want to live here. That will mean some will go farther away. And I think a smart investment from the Ford government uh, would be to increase transportation, to do more when it comes to go transit, invest in our rail networks, for example, and improve our highways. The good news is they talked about that in their plan. We hope that we'll see them actually do that to make life a bit easier for commuters. That's very true. That's very fantastic true. point. Um, Sal, you want to touch on re- uh, interest rates and what happened last January when it came to mortgages? Yeah. So you know, obviously, we'd love to get your perspective, Tim, on you know interest rates and you know a lot of people right now even my clients as well are a little bit hesitant to purchase real estate now obviously bank of canada is doing their thing increasing rates you know there's there's certain uh global uh competitive markets they're trying to compete with and and stay abreast with but you know with interest rates increasing you know i've been seeing real estate prices falling a little bit and not only is that the issue because you know that's just kind of correcting on itself but the major issue is now the interest rate on their the payment on the mortgage is going to be so much more expensive than it otherwise would have been at these lower rates so i'm having not a to, lot of clients not to mention last january it's been tougher to get mortgages now that you with need the to put down 20 percent and everything exactly like that. so you know with interest rates increasing a lot of people are kind of hesitant to buy what would you say to those people and kind of where do you see the market going um, in respect to interest rates yeah again i want to reinforce you use a realtor who's going to know where prices are and that you're getting a good deal and give you good strategies on achieving that and a financial planner for the big picture absolutely this is this is not you know do it your own sort of thing this is a big deal um the uh the second aspect on that look i i remain very positive on real estate it has been proven over and over again to be a solid long-term investment and look you can't live inside a bond you can't raise a family (laughs) inside of a stock it's the place of our 
fondest memories. So it pays off in that way as well. From a public policy point of view, you know, as I mentioned, I changed as a man when I owned my first home. It's been proven over and over again by economists that homeownership makes stronger, more cohesive communities. And if there's anything at the end of the day that we're doing, pushing government to help homeownership stay within reach. We also have an initiative to raise the standards in our profession to make sure that that realtor sitting by your side, Anthony, is going to be the highest qualified, best professional standards in education anywhere in North America. And if they give you bad advice, there is disciplinary procedures. We want you to have the confidence in making your big purchase. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, so this is a big one because we have a we uh, we know of like a client and a person that lives in Florida, and uh, they're a realtor and mortgage broker in Florida. And in the United States, I was just on the phone with them yesterday and was saying that. 90% 90% of people that come across first check out like Zillow or Real, Realtor.ca before making a purchase. Some people even think that they could do it on their own. And he said, they're just starting to come to Canada. You're not even seeing it yet, the way that technology is affecting the industry. So what do you think is the biggest change, the game changer or anything like that that's going to be happening in the next five years when it comes to technology in the real estate market? I know that uh, I read something interesting that you were the first politician or something like that to get an app what was what is that what is that about the tim hudak app the tim you don't have let me see your phone so you're a proponent of technology i see this media room over here so how is media and technology going to change the real real estate game in toronto significantly let's let's just go back um in the in the past so it used to be if you're looking to buy a home you'd go to the real estate office and look at the pictures on the window. Mm-hmm. And the realtors had this Bible that you'd flip through with all the pictures, <laughs> right? And then this thing called the internet was invented. Wow. And people said, oh my God, we can't put the pictures on the internet. Nobody's gonna use a realtor. They're just gonna go and look. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is that actually has, we've seen an increase in the use of a, of a realtor over time, not the opposite. Consumers do the initial looking, the hunting, they narrow it down. The realtor's job becomes more sophisticated when it comes to what's actually happening in the neighborhood, stuff you can't find online, stitching the pieces together, and then the best negotiations or marketing to sell your home at the end of the day. So their role has become more advanced, more complex, and more demanding, and consumers are happier as a result of this shift. So what's the next big one? You know what I'd like to see? Mm-hmm. Now, you already talked about, Anthony, how more data will be online about homes and where the market is going. What I would like to see is a way to sort of end the, the pain in the ass run around when you're bringing all the pieces together at the end. So you've worked with your realtor, you, you know, you've made an offer that you can, you can live with and you're excited about moving into your home. Then the run around with a lawyer and the mortgage and signing all the papers at the bank or what have you. I really hope somebody cracks that because that is really a hassle for average people and, and the moving and the keys, mm-hmm. like all that at the end. Mm-hmm. I hope that's broken. That's very true. Like the awesome. real estate process is so, uh, well, the whole financial process in Canada is pretty archaic. It's been built on like legacy systems for so long. It would be nice to have one centralized way for everyone to just do that whole uh, real estate process digitally even, you know, without mm-hmm. all the paperwork and whatnot. It's slowly coming with DocuSign and things like that, yep. but brokerages are slow to, to make the transition, but it'll happen. Yeah, sure. very true. Okay, uh, before we, la- we ask the last question that we ask to every guest, how could people out there find you, get in touch with you, learn more about yourself, follow your journey? 
Well, the Tim Hudak app, obviously. Tim Hudak. Oh, I, I actually took that down <laughs> years ago. It was right at the speeches. end. It was right at the end at the bottom of the Wikipedia. You were hoping I didn't read that <laughs> it far, actually in there? but That's I hilarious. did. I read all the That's way to the so bottom. Funny. Um, so, so look, uh, you follow me on on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, uh, and uh, LinkedIn. It's all easy. Tim Hudak, H-U-D-A-K. The Ontario Real Estate Association, Aria's across uh, all of those platforms except Instagram uh, as well. You know, I'm out there every day talking about how we can keep that home ownership dream alive for average Canadians. Again, keepthedreamalive.ca. Please do go there. And uh, I also try to do my best to respond to questions that we get or suggestions. Uh-huh. I believe in modern communication and not just sitting around here in the office. That's how. Being <laughs> out there physically and virtually. That's how sure. I actually got in touch with you to come on the show is I just DM'd you on Instagram. And you answered. There you go. Thank you very much. And that, that was the real beat. <laughs> that worked. That worked. All right. So last question. We ask everyone this. And when you answer the question, you're going to look right into that uh, camera right yep. over there. Yeah, with your entourage. It. I'm not sure which camera to uh, look at. <laughs> that third one there? That yeah, camera. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're going to look at Alfie over there. Yeah. So we've had a good handful of guests on the show over the last year from various fields. Yes. We always end with the same question. Being a master in any field requires a deep understanding of things that most probably other people don't know or even care about to think about. If there was one thing that you know is true that you wish everyone else could know, what would it be? Yeah, but why would I share that then? Like, that's such a great advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm keeping it to myself. You know, I think the, um, so let me do it this way. Um, as we've mentioned too many times, I am maybe halfway through my career. But it's the importance of relationships. So let me relate that back to a story. I'm somebody who, who always believes in not burning bridges unless you absolutely have to. It's good to maintain and build long and trusting relationships. That helped me in a number of ways, but including where I'm sitting today. So they're working closely with realtors and you know whether they were the head of the association or somebody at an event, I went over and shook their hand and asked them how business is going in Bancroft. They remembered that. Because Anthony, when I had that interview panel with, I believe it was eight realtors from this association, mm-hmm. Six of them I had worked with in the past and wow. left a good impression with six of them. So in terms of my tradition in the career, if I hadn't done that, I'd still be somewhere else. Because I built those lasting and trusting relationships, I landed in a really good job I'm excited about. That's a great tidbit. Love that. I love that too. Same. They're Tim, we appreciate you coming on the show. You're a fantastic guest. And uh, hosting us, well. hosting yeah, us my here pleasure. and everything. It's here. a privilege. We want to wish you a happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you very mine's, much. Mine's on Wednesday. No next, way. next Wednesday. So, okay. <laughs> um, you know. So you're a Scorpio as well. I am. I am. That's fine. That's what you? Uh, July. Okay. End July. of July. He's end, end of July. July. So. Yeah. I, I'm already. He's, he's the Leo. He takes all the spotlight, and <laughs> and I, I just kind of <laughs> stay behind the scenes. Our, we do the heavy lifting. That's how, that's how yeah, me exactly. and Sal are, such good, are so good together. Uh, honestly, thank you so much for being on the show. This is what they did not teach you in school. Until next time, see ya. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, that's the thing too. The snap of the microphone. <laughs> he, he, cuts the, he cuts the film right when I go like that. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Wise Investor. Until next time. This is what they did not teach you in school. We hope to see you soon.